If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast. Today, we're discussing The Rock's late night social media reply, CJ Gable's retirement, and Chuba Hubbard's performance at Oklahoma State's Pro Day. But first, there was big news this week, Dunkster, in the NFL, which expanded its regular season from 16 to 17 games. The league intends to play more international games with Canada being one of the potential host countries. Executive Vice President, Chief Strategy and Growth Officer Christopher Halpin said, quote, We have a tremendous fan base in Canada. We actively serve and we would love to play regular season games in Canada. Any market where we're going to play an international series game, we need a fan base. We need the support from the local governments. And then we also need a stadium that meets our standards. End quote. You believe this could be huge news for Canadian football fans. Tell us why. It really could be, buddy, and I have a feeling, and it's a gut one right now, but that this is tied into what's currently going on or being discussed, let's say, between the CFL and the XFL. It should be noted, just so people know, the enhanced season will ensure that beginning in 2022, and I'm talking about the NFL right now, every franchise will play internationally at least once every eight years. So the scheduling for up to four neutral site games in a country outside the U.S. will initially focus on Canada. Canada is the first country listed, although it's not something that could potentially happen until 2022. Who knows where the pandemic's going to be? Hopefully it's long gone by then, but it seems like it's dragging on. However, we've already seen multiple venues come out and express their interest. Olympic Stadium, BC Place, Mosaic Stadium. Some people might laugh in Saskatchewan, but that facility <laughs> in and of itself is state of the art. They just don't have the sheer size maybe that the NFL is looking for, but they did try to host a preseason game there, even though it did fall apart. I get the sense that IG Field would be open to it. The one outlier here, Hodge, and it's interesting to me, and I have a request in media-wise, to the Rogers Center, there's been nothing said there. We often understand from what we do that silence speaks volumes. So to me, you have the CFL in uncertain times, and I still think it's far from a certainty that they play in 2021 for a number of reasons, and we can get into that as we go along in this discussion. 
So the NFL is sitting here, Roger Goodell, with this powerful machine that just signed a $100 billion plus television contract and thinking, hey, we got a chance to take advantage of a massive market in Toronto potentially or wherever else they might play and maybe take over the country of Canada as a whole. Hodge, you and I know from our partners at Bodog Canada that when the NFL is playing football, it is the most bet sport in Canada by more than a country mile. So we're talking about real impact here and there's going to be, I don't say a fight, but a good-natured competition between the stadiums to try to get an NFL game there. And when you put this news on Twitter, and I've seen the reaction over the last couple days, and I'm sure it will still go along as this conversation happens, people get excited. And the CFL fans get a little bit defensive, but you can tell that there's a different group that when they hear NFL, they jump into that conversation. Yeah, I mean, we're we're a country of 37 million people. We're we're about the same size as California. And obviously that that pales in comparison to the population of the United States as a whole. But w- when you look at it as as the NFL, particularly and this ties into the XFL business a little bit, just from a sheer business perspective, if the XFL is looking maybe not to challenge the NFL, but maybe to absorb a little bit of the space that the the NFL occupies in the pro football market in 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 the United States. Are, are you just going to let let them do that? Are you just going to let the the rock walk in, <laughs> right, and and take up a little bit of you know maybe take up one extra seat at the table? No, that's that's not how these guys are wired. What the NFL wants to do, in my view, is they want to get in ahead of the XFL, and I think it's a brilliant strategy. It's tough to uh, force teams to give up one of their eight home regular season games, but by installing this extra game, right, the seventeenth regular season game. Now you've got flexibility because you've got an odd number. Some teams are only going to get eight home play or home uh, regular season games. Some teams are going to get the nine. And if you can use that ninth one to tweak and to mix and match, and I'm sure they're going to play games in Mexico. I'm sure they're going to keep playing games overseas as they've done. Uh, look, I, I think from a business standpoint, it makes a ton of sense for the NFL. The other thing I'll say, I was I was around that preseason game in the province of Manitoba between the Raiders and the Packers. I was deeply disappointed in the Raiders who walked all over the Manitoba Bison's beautiful locker room decal and uh, ruined it. I believe the team invoiced the Raiders for a new one. I'm not sure if that invoice was ever fulfilled. The Raiders spent a lot of money on their own stadium in 2020 or 2019. I'm not sure they, they had the extra dough sitting there, Mark Davis. But anyways, Dunkster, I agree with you. This is a huge story. There's a lot of smoke, and I think soon we're going to see where the fire is with this story. That's right, man, and you mentioned it. The 17-game season, what that does is draws out the NFL schedule even more. So you mentioned it with what's going on and looking at the XFL and the Rock and Redbird Capital and potentially having the CFL come and dare we say that merger word, but in take over that space, the NFL doesn't want to give that up. That's potential revenue dollars out of their pocket. So you extend the season another week, keep the intrigue, and you condense that off-season schedule. Without COVID-19, the combine is a massive deal. It has a huge 
viewing audience. The Underwear Olympics down in the States, it's plastered all over TV. That's at the end of February. Then you have free agency, and you're leading into draft season pro days again, which are normally all over NFL Network if some of them aren't on ESPN. So to me, the NFL is measured in what they do. So the fact that they are looking to Canada does not surprise me considering what just came out from the CFL and the XFL offices. And we'll take it even further because as I was digging around, I saw what other people were doing in terms of when Roger Goodell held his availability and John Crick, who's been covering the NFL for the Toronto Sun for a long time, does a very good job, is a very nice man as well. He asked Goodell a question, and I'll read right from his piece. It says, Goodell did not address a post-media question as to whether the CFL's recently announced partnership with the U.S.-based XFL, it's not a partnership yet, but it sure seems like it's going that way, had anything to do with the league's move. For the first time in its 101-year history to, quote, focus, close quote, on Canada as a host for regular season games. Hodge, how do you respond to Goodell's silence on that question? Well, as, as you said earlier, science or silence, pardon me, sometimes speaks louder than anything else, right? And and I don't think there's, there's any doubt that these two things are connected. Uh, the other thing I'll point out, we talked about California. Well, California has not legalized single game sports betting. The state of Florida, another one of the, the you know, the NFL hotbeds, I think 20 million people live in Florida. The size, you know, it's more people than Ontario and Quebec combined. No legalized sports betting. Well, guess what's coming to Canada? Boom, legalized sports betting. We don't know that for 100% sure, but we know it for a 99 point something percent sure. It's going to happen, folks. So if the NFL has been paying any attention, which I think they have, I believe fully that Mr. Crick's question went unanswered for a reason. And I fully think we're going to see regular season games in the in Canada from the NFL in the short term, not long term future, the short term future of that league. On that note, Dunkster, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Dunkster, this past week, CFL Twitter was caught in a tizzy when The Rock and all his 15 million (laughs) followers saw a reply in which he said, quote, we'll figure out a smart season that'll create phenomenal opportunities for players and be the best experience for fans, end quote. That certainly sounds like merger talk. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. I would most certainly, buddy. When you look at the phrasing of that tweet, and again, just like we were talking about in the first segment with the NFL and Roger Goodell, The Rock and his people are measured. Do I actually think that it was The Rock that was sitting there and picked up his phone and replied on Twitter? I'm not so sure about that. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm sure he talked about that response with the team that he has around him. And to me... When you look through it and break it down, and yes, it's just one sentence, but it says so much about where we are here. And there was a lot of speculation going around. Hodge, you and I have heard it from people we've talked to in the CFL that there is a growing sense that people feel like it's further down the road 
than maybe even we know. But certainly, it's well beyond talking about talking like Randy Ambrosi wants us to think. Fortunately, we're not quite that dumb. So to me, that <laughs> certainly does sound like the big fat M word that a lot of Canadians don't want to hear. Yeah, if uh, if I could go to our friends at Bodog Canada and place money on this, I would be pushing a lot of <laughs> chips into the middle of the table for a merger at this point. Particular, I mean, look, like this is not a subtle thing. This is not playing cat and mouse. And I, I agree with what you're saying. It's probably not The Rock sitting there. The Rock has better things to do than sit on his phone and and be on Twitter in the evening, like I am for several hours every day. Uh, the Rock is is you know he's he's a movie star. He's he's all these things. The the one thing that I'll say, and look, The Rock by all accounts seems like a really nice person. I watched a great video the other day of him singing that song from Moana, one of his films, to a young fan. Beautiful stuff. Uh, one thing that somebody said to me this week that I thought was really apropos is, hey, uh, have you ever had a job that you worked for one week 25 years ago? And I said, no. And he said, okay, well, people keep talking about The Rock having a great understanding of CFL culture. Well, last I checked, he was in the CFL for about a week, and that was 25 years ago. So the thought that he understands this league and has a comprehensive idea of what this culture is is kind of laughable, and I had to agree with that person. You know, I wonder if The Rock understands the accounting books for a lot of these teams because we saw one of them come out publicly from 2020. The first that we've seen with the ramifications financially of the pandemic, the Bombers, posted a loss of $7 million in 2020. Although, I'll ask you this, Hudge. Are you surprised it wasn't a higher number? Well, the Bombers had a, a net operating loss of $10 million. The The money from the government with CERB helped bring that down to $7 million. $7 million is all, all, obviously a huge loss. In a normal year, that would be devastating. Uh, their operating expenses, however, were only $13.7 million. Um, their revenue, unfortunately, was just next to nothing. It was it was a little over three. Um, so I, I wasn't really surprised that, that obviously they lost a decent chunk of money. I think, yeah, that's maybe fair to say. Maybe a little surprised it wasn't a higher number. Uh, to me, the biggest thing that I can't help wondering, and this is obviously, you know, this issue's passed, it's dead, it's buried, but I almost wonder, would that number, that, that lost number have come down had they played in 2020? And if so, by how much? And if not, let's say that number goes up if they play, by how much does it go up? Because obviously... The CFL didn't have to play, didn't have to play its players really in 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 2020 unless guys got offseason bonuses really early on before the pandemic. Most guys didn't get a nickel from the league directly, um, but also that meant the CFL didn't get that sweet sweet TSN Bell Media money that helps keep the league afloat. So I I would I'm mm-hmm. be very curious to know had the bubble gone forward. I, I've talked to some people who think the league would have come out better financially had they played. I'll say that. Um, and I'd be curious to know, obviously there's no way to know now, but if, had they played in that hypothetical scenario, would that lost number for a team like Winnipeg or Saskatchewan Edmonton, those, those pri- or the publicly owned teams that have to report their books, would that number have gone down? I'm super curious to know. Yeah, you wonder too, buddy, if they actually played, and I believe we have the reporting on this, but it's not top of mind right now, that the players would have been able to access more government money because they would have actually been working. Right, because there were so many government programs that were ongoing, and there were programs that the federal government, especially, was pointing the CFL in the direction of, but they wanted that thirty million dollar interest free loan, and then decided against it, and the season got canceled. 
Dunkster CFL head of football operations Greg Dick said, and I quote, globals can be better than Americans, end quote. Do you think that's true or do you think that's false? Well, it depends where your paycheck comes from, certainly. And I do understand both sides of this. And our fellow compadre, let's call him JC Abbott at Three Down Nation, is very passionate about the globals. We had quite the exchange of it. And I understand JC's side of it. And I never want to tell people how to think or how to operate or run their lives or go about their business. So I'd rather listen and learn. And I do understand from one point of it where there is talent around the world, athletic talent. So from that perspective, I can understand what Greg Dick is seeing, saying here or seeing, I should say, and saying they can be better. But overall, as a blanket statement, when you first hear it, It hits you like a brick in the face because you think of how many NCAA schools, not even just in Division One, but two and three and on down the line and how many high schools down there play football and it's a religion like that would be just like somebody coming to Canada and saying that globals around the world are better than Canadian hockey players as a whole, because that is certainly false. So I think overall the statement is false right now. Are there select globals that here in the future could potentially be better than Americans? Yes, but there's a long road to go here. And I just think when you come out and make statements like this, first of all, you better be ready to get the blowback of it. And you better understand the gravity of what you're saying, because you're talking about the players in your league, Americans he's focusing on right now that have helped the league go as long as they have and become stars there. And he's not even talking about Canadians at all. He actually said one of his other quotes was talking about how it would be more beneficial for global players to play because they only make $54,000 and it could save you money on Canadians. So to me, that is the part that is disrespectful. We are talking about a partnership and I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, Haji, but <laughs> yeah, you are potentially with the that. XFL that's going to kill Canadian jobs. And yet we have the head of football operations in the league talking about globals being better than Americans and downplaying the Canadian talent yet again, when he is Canadian, if he was not Canadian, I don't think he would have this job in the CFL. I mean, I should flip that around. If there was no CFL, Greg Dick would not be head of football operations of the Canadian Football League. So let's get our priorities straight here and what we're talking about, Hodge. I'm sorry to go over time. I'll give you a chance to make your point. (laughs) I'll, I'll say this. I've talked to a few people ahead of the global draft that's coming up. I believe it's April 15th uh, for those who care. Uh, I'm not sure many CFL fans do, uh, but, the global draft is going ahead. I don't think the people I've talked to generally seem to think two things. One, the talent is substantially better than year one, which is good. Uh, the other thing they all say is it is not as good as the CFL seems to think it is. It's better, but it is not miles and miles and miles and miles better than year one. It is better than year one by maybe, you know, a notch, but we're not talking 10 notches here. 
Uh, the other thing that I still take issue with with the global program, and and I think they're going to run into problems with this, is you're paying the guys $54,000, which is 20% less than anybody else. And once you do the math, convert you know euros, which by the way, if you think the exchange rate from Canada to the United States sucks, try exchanging money from Canadian to euros. <laughs> the money that these guys are taking home is not very good. The Mexican guys do fine because the peso is not nearly as strong, but the euro is extremely strong. And so to, to come overseas in a pandemic for six months when you might just get cut after training camp and leave with nothing, that's that's a big ask. And there's some concern that some of these global guys are going to retire or not even report. So let's just compare this and put this into context. Let's say whoever is in a similar position in the NFL they're head of football operations. Do you think in your wildest mind they would ever come out and say globals can be better than Americans in the NFL? That's why people feel like and say sometimes that the CFL is Bush League. I'm sorry, man, but this just hits really close <laughs> to home because we can't even get a freaking Canadian quarterback to get legitimate chances who deserve them. And we're talking about globals and pounding our chests because we can pay them $54,000, as you said, with the exchange rate, they're better off working in their home company or home countries in a minimum wage job. Like, it's just unbelievable to me. And you said it, yes. Is the global talent a little better? I guess I'll agree with you there. But on the flip side of it, there are players available in the global draft hodge that do not even have film of them playing football. They're being purely judged off doing the testing drills. Now, I can understand that the program is in its infancy, so I'm not going to expect it to bring in millions and millions of dollars right away. And I do, in a way, get what they are trying to do, but I just think they're putting the players in a very difficult situation. And if we're going to call ourselves a Canadian Football League, it doesn't seem like it's going that way anymore. Why not focus on getting some of our homegrown talent here? When we know, Hodge, from the traffic on the site, if you just put a Canadian quarterback on the roster, that increases attention, dare I say, tenfold. All right, rant done, moving on. Speaking of talented Canadians, Hodge, imagine that. Chuba Hubbard and Amen Ogbong Bamiga took part in Oklahoma State's Pro Day on Thursday and posted some really strong numbers. What can you tell us about it? Well, first of all, these guys are both homegrown. Chuba Hubbard went to high school in Sherwood Park, which is just east of Edmonton. Amen Ogbong Bamiga attended Notre Dame High School in Calgary, which has a great program. Um, but these guys perform well at Oklahoma's Pro Day. And, and, by the way, Chuba Hubbard hand time four uh, four three six forty yard dash. I think the electric came in. The laser time came in at four four eight, which is still really good. I got CFL teams wondering, can he play fullback? Because ever everybody knows, unless your name is Andrew Harris, you're not going to play running back in the CFL as a Canadian. I Josh, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I thought about that the other day when Kyle Borsa of the Regina Rams ran four three eight laser, which is ridiculous that speed. Uh, but yeah, can he play fullback? Because uh, Americans, uh, no, that's an American position. Our Canadian, no, we play Canadians at fullback, not running back. Uh, but but seriously though, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard had an absolutely outstanding 2019 season. He finished eighth in Heisman Trophy voting, ran for over 2,000 yards, was the Big Ten, or pardon me, Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year. Extremely impressive. Amon Ogbongamiga, and by the way, he's going to get picked in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, after 2019. 
opinion, it looked like, okay, maybe he's going to be a second or third round pick. Then he came back for his Richard Jr. season, played hurt for a while, numbers went down. Uh, probably won't be picked that high. Probably round six is what uh, the general consensus seems to be out there. But still, I think could be a really good NFL player. Eamon Ogbongbamiga, the middle linebacker, was maybe more of an on-the-fence kind of guy. Could he be a late pick? Will he sneak in as an undrafted free agent? Because especially this year, right, where where Canadian teams, CFL teams, still have an entire 2020 draft class they haven't seen yet. I think you're going to see a lot of teams in the CFL draft this year take futures. And if Eamon Ogbongbamiga is an undrafted free agent, not a draft pick, I think you could legitimately see him be a top five pick in the CFL draft. Uh, but he ran really well. He ran 4.66 as his best laser time at 231 pounds, tested well in the shuttle and the three cone, showing that he's got some nice quickness. And uh, I think that uh, these are two very strong Canadian players who could make an impact down south. And if not, they're going to be stars in the CFL. Chuba Hubbard could be a great value late in the NFL, and he lands with the right team, Hodge. I think he could be an absolute star. That Oklahoma State offense was much different in 2020 compared to 2019 through no fault of his own. Yes, I'm going to go over the bell again. Amen, Ogbong Mamiga. <laughs> I was talking to an NFL scout today who told me he's got a chance to go late in the draft. He ran in the 4-5 range hand time. That's fast enough to get you on the field and play some special teams in the NFL. An interesting kid was the quote that I got from a scout doing an evaluation on Ogbong Vamiga. And, Hodge, we should talk about the other Canadian real quick. Benjamin St. Just, I'm going to throw it out there. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, man, I love that name. He performed well at his pro day, ran a 4-5-1 in the 40. Big physical corner. They're talking about him having the ability to play some corner, play a little bit of safety. So when you're talking about that 4-5 range and you're maybe that versatile type, I think he's got a chance to go late. So talented Canadians, as you said, Hodge, imagine that. There's a bunch of those in this country. We don't have to travel the earth to find talent to fill up our league. Yeah, I uh, I, I fully agree with you there, Dunkster. There's plenty of talent in youth sports to the NCAA. be lovely to see more Canadians get a chance to take a bigger role in the CFL rather than taking a backseat to Americans or Globals. Uh, on that note, we t- it's time for another break. When we come back, it'll be time for Hodges' Heritage Moment. It's now time, folks, for Hodges' Heritage Moment. On this day in 2019, Jamie Elizondo resigned as the offensive coordinator of the Ottawa Red Blacks. He had served as an assistant with the team for three seasons, winning a Grey Cup in 2016. Elizondo was upset with Ottawa after he was denied the opportunity to interview for the vacant head coaching position with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and left to join Mark Tressman with the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL. The incident is best remembered for the press release that accompanied Elizondo's departure from the team simply titled, and this is a quote, Elizondo quits on Red Blacks. In February 2021, Elizondo was hired as the head coach of the Edmonton football team following the departure of Scott Milanovich Dunkster. I remember that clear as day two years ago when that press release came out, and I still find it funny. That's a nice way to send a guy out, eh? Tell him he quits on the football team when he's leaving for a job that's paying him more money. 
Well, and also let's be well. Let's let's also be honest. After he left that team as the offensive coordinator, that was the end of Ottawa's 2019 season. That team's offense was horrible after he left. <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, it's time for the three minute drill, Doug Stone. Two-time East Division All-Star C.J. Gable retired from the CFL on Thursday. Are you going to miss watching him play? Yeah, man. I remember early in his career, I was just a young buck in the league, and I thought he was one of the guys that could go 1,000-1,000, and he had been on that pace. Injuries kind of set him back, but he proved late in his career. Two back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons his last two years in the CFL, so he goes out on a high note. Joe Pow-Pow is the new quarterback's coach, shout out JC Abbott, of the Barcelona Dragons of the European League. Is that a big deal? I think it's great. You just have to find a word that rhymes with throwing Samoan. The throwing Samoan is going to the Barcelona Mm, Dragons. The NFL plans to have full stadiums in 2021. Is that good news for Canadians? To be honest, I don't think it really matters because we're going to treat this pandemic differently. Although, I'll say just for us here in Ontario, nobody trusts what Doug Ford is doing anyways. (laughs) The Americans are essentially operating like the pandemic isn't even a thing anymore. So, we'll see what goes on. I think it doesn't really matter what they do down here because we're going to operate differently up here. Veteran defensive end Jonathan Newsom announced his retirement from the CFL. What did you think of his career overall? What I think is wild is if you average out his NFL stats and his CFL stats, I'd have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure he had more. He averaged more sacks per game in the NFL than he did in the CFL. That's it. Very good player. Solid edge rusher. Stamps quarterback Bolivai Mitchell wants to win seven Grey Cups, seven MOPs, and throw for 82,000 yards and set the all-time winning percentage record. Do you think that's possible? Of course, it's Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh, it should be noted Seven? that nobody's ever thrown for even over 80,000 yards. Anthony Calvillo, I believe, is 79,000 and change. Homeboy's but got two se- Grey Cups and two MOPs, <laughs> and he's 31. You think he could win five more of each? Man. Why not, dude? It's Bo Levi Mitchell we're talking about. CFL execs and staff have accepted $6.5 million in pay cuts and there have been 215 jobs eliminated since the pandemic began, according to TSN reporter Farhan Lalji. Hodge, I'll put it to you this way. Who has had it worse? The execs, staff, and people around the league, let's say, or the players since COVID-19 hit? Ugh, that's a hard question. I'm going to flake out. I'm just going to say COVID sucks. That's my answer. COVID sucks. Weak, bro. NFL insider Mike Florio said Claypool could be the victim of circumstance where this is a good opportunity to remind all these players that there is a personal conduct policy. Claypool could get whacked by the NFL for this simply to send a message to all the other players out there. End quote. This is in reference to the alleged bar fight Claypool got in. Could you see him getting whacked by the NFL? I don't think so. There's not too much egregious that goes on there. You know, Florio was referencing a kick that Claypool had, and then someone lunges at him in the video, and he throws him down in the asphalt. What else are you going to do if the guy lunges at you? I do agree with what Florio said there real quickly. And he was saying, if you see something like that, just get the heck out of there. Chase Claypool has legit superstar potential, Canadian or not. He could be 
a megastar in the NFL just with his sheer skill set and his unique physical traits. So when this happens again, I hope he just bounces and understands anything you do is going to be caught on camera. Former NFL and CFL running back Ricky Williams credits Pinball Clemens and his time with the Argos for his 10,000-yard NFL career. Man, that just warmed the heart, didn't it? Yeah, Richie, I mean, Ricky Williams is one of the most interesting people, arguably, to play in the NFL and CFL over the last 20 years. I'm happy that he's got fond memories, and I'm happy that we got a rule just for Ricky Williams, right? The CFL came in with the suspension rule, no signing <laughs> suspended NFL players, or, or players at least who are under contract at the NFL, specifically because of him. Anytime you get a rule named after you, you know you've done something right. Former NFL turned Argos receiver Martavis Bryant signs with the Indoor Football League. Did you think this was an April Fool's Day prank? Dude, just like you, I did at first. I saw it and I'm going, the Massachusetts Pirates, why would Bryant be going there to play? But it turns out him and his agent were looking for somewhere to get him some reps before a potential CFL season, but I mean, he might even be able to play the whole season there because we don't know if the CFL is going to have one yet for sure. So all the power to you, Martavis. Yeah, it's weird, huh? If, you, if you're completely non-committal about everything and you just leave everybody spinning in a vortex of confusion for 13 months, some people decide <laughs> to move on. Anyways, folks, we thank you as always for listening to the Three Down Nation podcast. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.